The Apostle Paul tells us that the things that happened in the Old Testament happened for our admonition, to teach us, to show us, to encourage us not to go in that way when they were doing evil things, but to go in the way of God when we were shown good things in the Old Testament. It is an instruction to us to help us not to do the same things they did. And this next subject, which is the subject of murmuring, has helped me. When I start to complain about something, I often think about the children of Israel in the wilderness and how they murmured, complained, and how God did not like that and he was not pleased with them. So it really controls me a little bit. Scriptures such as we're going to read today and helps me to avoid, I think, some of the problems that we face in this life. And the problems are often so silly. One of the recent things that happened to me concerned my Kindle. They changed some of the logos on my Kindle to another form of symbol. And one of them in particular I really liked. It was very artistic. And they changed it to something very drab. I avoided complaining because of scriptures like these that we're going to read today, which show us that does not please God when we murmur, when we complain. And even on something as silly as my problem, which was the Kindle tablet, I turned to God with the problem and I just said, now please don't let me murmur over this silly problem. And after praying, I found that I was stopped from complaining about it. And not only was I stopped from complaining about it, in a few days I noticed that really what they had done in the change of the logo had helped me to get on the Internet even better than I had before. So instead of being detrimental to me, it was actually helpful to me. Well, let's look at this scripture of what they did in the wilderness. They had greatly rejoiced in Exodus 15. They had rejoiced over the fact that God had destroyed their enemies. Now they're coming into the wilderness, which will take them to the land that God had promised to Abraham to give to his seed. It is the promised land, promised by God. But they're not going to enter the promised land without some trouble. There will be trouble along the way, and not only do they have trouble along the way, but they also have to fight to enter the promised land. Well, it reminds me of us, because we are promised peace and rest through God. But we often have to fight to get into the position where we are resting in God through the scriptures. We often have to pray and keep those scriptures in front of us day and night until they become a part of our way of life. 
So this Old Testament is really something that shows us it's an admonition for us. It's a warning for us. Let's look at Exodus 16. They have just had this marvelous victory. No more problems. Some of them are bound to be thinking, our troubles are over. And they enter the wilderness. Verse 1, And they took their journey from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came into the wilderness of sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. They got out there to the wilderness, and all of a sudden, they didn't have water, they didn't have food prepared, and they began to complain to one another about Moses and Aaron blaming them for their problems. Murmured means to complain against. And murmured is sort of like a continual sound, low-level sound of complaining constantly. Well, it's very displeasing to God. The whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron. And the children of Israel said to them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots and when we did eat bread to the full. For you have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. They forgot that they were calling out to God, help us, deliver us from these Egyptians. God raised up Moses to be the one to go to Pharaoh and to bring about eventually their deliverance, though God did it through his miracles. They saw all of the miracles performed by God to get them delivered. They saw the great victory, the recent victory, where the Red Sea parted, they walked through it on dry land, then they got through the Red Sea, and then Pharaoh came into the Red Sea, and God caused the waters to come back over Pharaoh and destroyed the enemies of Israel. They forgot how the Egyptians were really their enemies. They forgot the fact that Pharaoh commanded the midwives to kill all the male children when the Hebrew women were having babies. They forgot these things really quickly, and they began complaining. They forgot the blessings that God was taking them through right now to bring them to the promised land. That's the way we can do if we're not careful. We can forget the way God has blessed us because of some little silly problem that has come forth in our life. Now, in this case, they didn't have any food, and they were in the wilderness. And that's not a silly problem, but still the principle is the same. Verse 4, Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them 
whether they will walk in my way or not. And it shall come to pass, on the sixth day shall they prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. Because God had set up a Sabbath for them, and they couldn't prepare food on the Sabbath, they couldn't go even out of their tent on the Sabbath to shop for food or anything. People forget how strict those laws of the Sabbath are when they put up signs in their yards and say, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. It's very likely they are not following the Old Testament Sabbath. Because if you did that, you couldn't turn on your television set and take pleasure in some kind of TV program. You couldn't go out shopping for groceries. You couldn't do anything but rest in your tent on the Sabbath. So the Sabbath carried over in the Old Testament to the children of Israel in the wilderness. God was going to rain manna, but he told them, gather it daily, six days a week. On the seventh, the Sabbath, you must gather twice as much the day before and prepare it the day before. They weren't even allowed to have fire in their tent to cook food on the Sabbath. The Sabbath they followed was the Old Testament Sabbath. We have a New Testament Sabbath, which is ceasing from our own works. It's a daily Sabbath of turning to God with problems and following his way rather than following our own way, resting from our own works to follow God. That's our Sabbath, resting in him. So then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. And it shall come to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. And Moses and Aaron said to all the children of Israel, At evening, then ye shall know that the Lord hath brought you out from the land of Egypt. And in the morning ye shall see the glory of the Lord, for that he, God, heareth your murmurings against the Lord. And what are we, Aaron and Moses, that ye murmur against us? And Moses said, This shall be when the Lord shall give you in the evening flesh to eat, and in the morning bread to the full, for that the Lord heareth your murmurings, which ye murmur against him. And what are we? Your murmurings, your complainings, are not against us, but against the Lord basically because he is the one who brought you and brought us out into this wilderness to go through this wilderness to the promised land. Verse 9, And Moses spake unto Aaron, Say unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he hath heard your murmurings. And it came to pass, as Aaron spake, unto the whole congregation of the children of Israel, 
that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. Exodus 16, verse 11. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel. Speak unto them, saying, At evening ye shall eat flesh, and in the mornings ye shall be filled with bread, and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God. And it came to pass that at evening the quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning the dew lay round about the host. And when the dew that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness there lay a small round thing, as small as the hoarfrost on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, It is manna, for they knew not what it was. And Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. This is symbolic to us of the Holy Spirit carrying scriptures to us so that we would know the way to go in the problems of this life or carrying concepts to us. That is the bread that we eat. It is the bread sent down from heaven to show us what to do carried by the Holy Spirit according to the will of God. This was physical bread. Our bread is spiritual bread. Verse 16. This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Gather of it every man according to his eating, an omer for every man according to the number of your persons, Take ye every man for them which are in his tents. And the children of Israel did so, and gathered, some more, some less. And when they did meet it with an omer, he that gathered much had nothing left over, and he that gathered little had no lack. They gathered every man according to his eating. And Moses said, Let no man leave of it till morning. Notwithstanding, they hearkened not unto Moses, but some of them left of it until morning. See, they might not be able to trust God to give it to them the next day. So we'll have a little left over in case we get hungry. But Moses told them, Don't do that. Nevertheless, they didn't pay any attention to Moses and did what was wise in their own thinking. And it bred worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them. And they gathered it every morning, every man to his eating. And when the sun waxed hot, it melted. Verse 22, And it came to pass, that on the sixth day they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for one man, and all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. And he said unto them, This is that which the Lord has said. Tomorrow is the rest of the holy Sabbath 
unto the Lord. Bake that which ye will bake today, and seize that which ye will seize, and that which remaineth over lay up for you to be kept until the Sabbath, which was the next day. And they laid it up till the morning, as Moses told them to do. And it did not stink on that day, neither was there any worm therein on that sixth day. And Moses said, Eat that today, for today is a Sabbath unto the Lord. Today ye shall not find it in the field. On that seventh day, they weren't going to find that manna out in the field. Six days ye shall gather it. But on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, in it there shall be none. And it came to pass that there went out some of the people on the seventh day for to gather, and they found none. See, there are disobedient people in the group. They won't do what God tells them. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long refuse ye to keep my commandments and my laws? See, for that the Lord hath given you the Sabbath, therefore he giveth you on the sixth day the bread of two days. Abide ye every man in his place. Let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. I was at the grocery store several years ago. and It was a Sunday. I was purchasing groceries and was, went to the checkout line. A woman in front of me was talking to the cashier. And she said, I can't believe you're working on a Sunday. Apparently, they went to the same church. And the cashier tried to explain to her that, well, somebody got sick and they called me and I just had to come in to work. This woman kept saying, but I can't believe you're doing this. And she kept on complaining to this cashier. I spoke up finally and said, well, I can't believe you are buying groceries on the Sabbath. If you want to keep the Old Testament Sabbath, you can't be out shopping for groceries on the Sunday. You can't be doing that. If you want to keep the Sabbath, you have to rest in your tent. You can't even cook food if you want to go by Old Testament law. You can't light your cook stove on the Sabbath. You have to prepare all of your food the day before. You can't turn on the television on the Sabbath. You can't take pleasure in fleshly things on the Sabbath, for it is a rest unto the Lord. And if you want to go by Old Testament, then you've got to go by all of those rules, and you can't be in this grocery store buying groceries. That woman didn't say another word. She paid her bill and left. But that's the truth. We're not going to be able to go by the things that we enjoy so much if we're going to live by the Old Testament Sabbath law. 
but there is the New Testament Sabbath for the people of God. The New Testament Sabbath is described for us in Hebrews chapter 4. Some people today fail to enter in to the rest of God. So in verse 1 it says, Let us therefore fear lest a promise being left us of entering into God's rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. A great many people attend church and hear the word of God, but they don't do it. I'll give you this example. My cousin, who was 97 years old at the time she said this, said to me, Oh, I do well in the daytime, but at night I get so lonely. I said, Oh, well, then there's no problem. All you have to do is what Paul said to do in Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So all you do is when evening comes and you feel that loneliness coming on you, you turn to God and you just say, please help me. Please don't let me be lonely tonight. Please fill my evening. I was really joyful because I did have the answer, the word that would help her. About two weeks later, she contacted me and she said, I do very well during the daytime, but I just get so lonely in the evening. See, she didn't do the Word of God. She heard it, but she didn't do it. And that's where faith comes in. You have to have faith that you can turn to God with your problems and pray and that He will help you. But for some reason, there are a great many church people that fail to do the scriptures. And that's what they're exhorting here in Hebrews 4. Verse 3, For we which have believed those scriptures, we enter into rest. I'll give you another example. One day in 2021, I was just bombarded with thoughts from a devil that said, What are you going to do if you can't walk? If you get to where you can't walk, you can't live here. You'll have to go to assisted living. What will you do then? Well, how will you take care of this? And I was just bombarded with one thought after another of what might happen to me in the future. I turned to God and while, he was, while the devil was bombarding me with thoughts. I turned to God and I said, help me. And instantly the Holy Spirit said to me, God will supply all your need. I said, oh, Yes, that's right. And back, I was restored to joy. God will supply all my need. That's the way it goes in life. We're going along without any problem at all, and all of a sudden, we're hit with a problem. What do you do with it? Complain? Murmur? Feel downtrodden? Or do you just instantly turn to God, help me? See, there's a difference. If you believe the scriptures, you turn to God. You train yourself to turn to God. 
For we which hath believed do enter into rest. Because God's going to give us a word or something to help us in the midst of the problem. As he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Again he limiteth a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. See, we rest in what he gives us. For he that is entered into God's rest, he also hath ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. We labor to enter into the rest of God. We turn to God with the problem. We cry out, help us. Show us what to do. God by his spirit shows us. And we do what God shows us. And we rest in God in what he's shown us. So our life is a Sabbath to God. Every day we do the same thing Resting in God, believing in what God has said. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in God's sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. So he knows if there's some evil lurking inside us, and he can uproot that evil and heal us and cleanse us and bring us back to a holy position. Everything is open to the eyes of God. Back to Exodus 16, verse 35. And the children of Israel did eat manna for forty years until they came to a land inhabited. They did eat manna until they came into the borders of the land of Canaan. When there was no provision which was out in the wilderness, there was no food out there. God provided food. When they came to the border of Canaan, there was food, so the manna ceased. One time, a few years ago, God said to me, 
If needed, I could put manna in your backyard. If needed. God will supply all our need. As long as he leaves us on this earth, we must keep our faith in this word of God. My God shall supply all your need. Philippians chapter 4. Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.